Hello, and thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. This is an image from Southern California by this point. Eastern California is probably what I should say. This is kind of by the time you get into the high desert area, uh, which is almost like the Southwest. It seems like it's that landscape, that kind of trope as you're, uh, as you're in like the Death Valley. Well, as you're east of the Sierra Nevada mountains and you get into Death Valley and then you get out into Nevada and Utah, that whole landscape has such a strange, like heavy feel to it. But it's really cool getting over uh, that, that rain shadow over to the Sierra Nevadas where everything's a lot drier. And this is the area, the, the Alabama Hills, which has become way more popular over the last half decade. Uh, I see it in so many more things now, so many more outdoor brands and outdoor outdoor locations for shoots. But it's outside of Los Angeles. I've, I've known they've, they've shot movies there for a long time in the area of Lone Pine. But this is an area that's, that seems like it's it's gotten way bigger on Instagram alone even, if that's a place where you can become famous. This is a really beautiful photograph. I love being there. It's uh, late November of 2012, and I love the snow that kind of capped the top of the hills out there. And this was out in the Alabama hills. It was a really cool spot. I think we spent Thanksgiving out there. What a fun spot to have your Thanksgiving day. It was so cool. It was a great time to be out in some place like that. And I shot this photo on film. There's a handful of others from this location that I have uh, that I've made digitally, which are really beautiful landscapes too. But this one, it was a great film. You can see more of my work at billynewmanphoto.com. You can check out some of my photo books on Amazon. I think you can look up uh, Billy Newman under the authors section there and see uh, some of the photo books on film, on the desert, on surrealism, on camping. Some cool stuff over there. How's it going? Thanks a lot for tuning in to this episode. I'm uh, camping up on some national forest land right now, up on Cold Creek in an area uh, kind of outside of where I'm living in Oregon and it's going pretty well. We're having a good day. I'm just here by myself. So I'm doing a solo camping trip. It's the first, uh, solo night out I've done this year and I'm excited to be doing it. I think it's going to be kind of cool. It's been fun so far too. It's been, uh, it's been pretty mellow. I'm out here at my campsite. I got my recording gear kind of rigged up and I'm, uh, at the tailgate of my truck. I made a fire earlier in the fire ring and it's a pretty clear night, pretty mellow weather. It seems kind of cold up here. It's sort of the mountains, and I think it's uh, close-ish to the snow level, but still a few, uh, it's still a bit above me. I drove up to it earlier, so earlier when I was coming in, I left at about noon today, and I took off and drove out of town, up into the forest, and then up kind of uh, on this meandering forest service road and you'd think right now that uh, you know maybe a lot of stuff would be empty or or you know not in a lot of use but really when I got out here I noticed a good bit of traffic it's a nice day it's May it's May 6th so I bet people are kind of getting out and, and just kind of given the environment that we're in right now where uh, people don't get to or you know that are just kind of stuck at home or they, they're not at work or something they're probably the for the first time you know a lot of free time for a lot of these people too so it seems like this area out here as soon as I got to the, the region that you could camp uh, it was full of campers. I was noticing that when I was coming up. So there's an area where I think you have to go in 17 miles up the road before you hit the area where you can begin uh, just camping on the side of the road. And I think that's that's probably the spot where the National Forest Land begins. And before that, I think you're in a region 
of BLM land that's structured out below there as you get kind of closer down toward the highway. And so this further out made it through the BLM land that's, uh, I guess says no camping. I think you can do like a lot of day use area stuff out there. A couple campgrounds I passed, just sort of like forest service campgrounds or BLM campgrounds, but sort of a more organized pullout with the bathroom. Those were closed. Uh, or, you know, there was like, I think one of them, at least I saw the picnic area had remained open for day use stuff. But, that, you know, you just kind of walk down to the river or something. But there was a number of people out by the lake earlier down at the area I was uh, lower down on the mountainside. And then as I kind of had uh, come up here into the hills, most of this road had been paved. So it's a pretty commonly used road. And I think it, I think it goes pretty well. I think it goes all the way through. So if it were clear, you could get from here or from the side that I was on. I guess it would be kind of the south, the southwest side to the northeast side of the corner of the forest and kind of pop out on the other side of the highway. And when I was driving through earlier, I'd, I'd uh, gone just a bit further than where I am now. And I traveled up uphill a bit more and it kind of started getting windy. And then I started noticing uh, a little bit of snow in the shadier spots, the, the north facing slopes and stuff. And then after a little bit further, God, it was pretty crazy. It was, it was, you know, probably a couple, I don't know, it, was, it must have been a couple hundred downed trees that had come, come down through the road. And so the truck had come through so far uh, and just cut out a small route. You know, it just cut out maybe eight feet of the tree there so you could get a vehicle through. It must have been more than that, but it was just enough to kind of squeeze a truck through. But really the, the posts of the logs are still just kind of sticking out, strewn across like toothpicks. What was that, like, pick-up sticks game that you could play? It was kind of like that when they were just kind of, like, all stack up on each other. But, yeah, they just kind of laid out over each other uh, all the way up this road. And I had, to, I had to go over or go under a couple low bridges, too, you know, where you, you kind of have to, like, skirt around to the side. That You know, the tree was still just hung all the way across the road. It hadn't been cut down. I think it was too high. I'm not even sure if it was a Forest Service truck that did some of this. seems like it must have been given the effort. But it just seems like they they just started or they haven't really got around to finishing the work. I don't know. Maybe maybe the snow had just melted up at that high of an elevation. But as I had gotten just a little bit further up the way, um, I saw I saw like the, the road was just packed out in snow. And there was a couple tire tracks that had gone in about four feet and then backed out and twisted around and, and then I guess come back the other way. So uh, it seemed like I had seen a couple cars come from that way. And I guess they had just turned around before I did, you know. Uh, but it was good. I, I traveled all the way up there and checked out a couple spots. Oh man, it was uh, there was a spot uh, where there was there's this man. I I would hate to have to be the person or the engineering crew that was putting in bridges out in these re- really rural areas. I look at some of these engineering projects, you know, just like steep, steep cliff sides, really, and then they have to reinforce this wall and then build like a bridge out over it too but there's this area that i was passing and it must have been a couple years ago or whenever it was but they built a new bridge since but the old bridge the bridge that used to be there for years i guess had been washed out in a snowstorm or a flood out and it's only you know a hundred yards down the the creekway there and you just see this this giant well not giant you know a very large probably 75 foot uh bridge structure that's supposed to cut cut you across this creek uh, is just kind of laying out over the rocks down river, and you go, whoa, hey, there's a bridge that was washed out over there. So it's a trip. But I've seen a few of those things out here in some of these spots of uh, of the you know just the rural areas where things get washed out. And it takes a couple couple years for them to kind of reestablish whatever it was over there. So I don't know, but it was cool. I took a 
took a couple of photos of it. I've been trying to take some photos of this creek area here, and it's cool. There's a lot of uh, a lot of nice river rock and stuff at the base of it, and a lot of fresh snow melt too. So the water looks really really green, or you know, just kind of that pure kind of emerald and and aqua blue look that you can get to some of this mountain water that's up here in the Cascades. Really pretty, really fresh, really crisp kind of uh, kind of area. Uh, I noticed though. Um, this region, as opposed to others, is uh, maybe a little drier in its uh, its kind of forested climate. How is that? See, I'm in the area that should be pretty mossy and stuff, so maybe I'm not sure what I'm talking about. It's interesting how there's just different regions of the, the environment as you kind of go through uh, areas of Oregon. But uh, even though this is a, a pretty forested area, some of these areas real near here are real lush and uh, wet and or they just have you know kind of a lot a lot going on in that manner this is really a little bit more arid of an area but it's a nice forest area it's uh it's a big area too i think just a ways up there's a a wilderness area and a couple trailheads that'd be cool but i bet they're kind of snowed in now given the elevations so we'll see if uh all my plans come together but as it was for the most part it was to uh to travel out and to try and get some some photo stuff done some photo work and I'm, I'm trying to do uh more on the side of uh you know just kind of like creating stuff that i'm really interested or you know like the photos that i really want to get to i'm going to try and put those together and then kind of put those out as you know little publishing pieces and stuff here and there but You can check out more information at billynewmanphoto.com. You can go to billynewmanphoto.com forward slash support if you want to help me out and participate in the value for value model that uh, we're running this podcast with. If uh, you receive some value out of some of the stuff that I was talking about, you're welcome to uh, help me out and send some value my way through the portal at billynewmanphoto.com forward slash support. You can also find more information there about uh, Patreon and the way that I use it if you're interested or, or feel more comfortable using Patreon, that's patreon.com forward slash Billy Newman photo. I've been working on a few photos, putting out a couple, and uh, it's been going okay. I don't know. Last week I tried to put out a bunch of stuff, which was, which was good. It's cool. I've been trying to go through like a bunch of the photographs that we had that were left over from our September trip. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I had a blast going on, uh, or, you know, like a big, uh, big trip around Eastern Oregon and then back up to Eugene. And we got a bunch of photos from it, but I haven't really been able to cut through most of them um, since we've gotten back. You know, and, it's really been true for me too. Yeah. I've been busy. I've been editing uh, like other work photos, like wedding photos since uh, yeah. we got back from that trip. So yeah, I know you've been working. It's really in this last couple of weeks that I've finally barely lightly started getting into that editing mixed totally into my understand. work editing. I'm trying to do it when I'm out of work and uh, yeah, I'll pull up the files and I'll go through and I'll edit a couple and I'll probably, I'll try and edit a couple that I'll try and post. Um, and that's been a good way to go through it. Or I'm just kind of chipping at it a little bit at a time. And it's been pretty, pretty useful so far, but um, yeah, I think the photo, what was the photo I put up today? I put up an older photo as a Facebook ad. I think I'll talk about that in a minute. What was the other one that I put up? I don't even remember. I think I put up a picture Oh, I put up the picture of the Alvor at sunrise that we were talking about. And I think we put up uh, the other day on the Facebook page. Right. That was a cool one. I liked, uh, I liked uh, our time. Or, yeah, I kind of like this photo that uh, we have for the, the Billy Newman photo podcast cover um, out in the Alvor at sunrise. It was a cool day. I liked uh, hanging out 
or we did a bunch of stuff on the outboard in the yeah. morning, but it was so much colder this time. It was different. It was only like a week later in the year than the, you know, the, yeah, than the other time year that we'd gone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know that was early September and I know mid-September is really almost a different season, but man, yeah, it was a bit cold that day. We had a, like a bunch of, I think it was the day we left. There was a, a lot of clouds up in the air, up in the higher elevations. You could see like a lot of texture in the clouds. And then you saw that dust storm kind of blowing yeah. across. Yeah. In the center there. And it, that it's dust weird. storm is cool. It's really cool. Yeah. It's strange how, how big it is out there. You know, you look out and there's this big wall of dust blowing across. But you don't realize that that's just like miles away from you. And yeah. it goes on for miles of dust inside of that. But it's just not where you are. And it's so flat. You just see up to that that change in weather that's up there. It was really weird seeing that. It was weird. Yeah, it was yeah. interesting driving around it and sort yeah. of seeing. Yeah, because your, your perception of like where it is and how what the size of it actually oh, is. Totally. It's really, it's difficult. Totally, to yeah. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was just a weird thing. You think it's closer than it is? Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. It's cool though. It's cool driving up to it. And then you're just like, wow, this is like a whole big foggy, thick weather system. You know, it was very strange. It was, it was just really weird and kind of surreal to like see it, but it was cool out there to, to spot that. Yeah. It was interesting being out there a second time. Oh yeah. I dug it. I thought it was cool when we went to the, uh, the fields store. Oh yeah. Yeah. So last time we were out there it was 2014. And then, and then there was, you know, 2015 and then 2016. And now in 2017, we went back, we went out to fields um, and you can get like a milkshake. You can get a burger out there. You can get gas out there. I think you can get like a little motel stay out there if you want to. And it's kind of near the border um, by Nevada before you get into Denio. And it's the nearest thing uh, to get any resources outside of the owl board. And it was cool when we went down there. I think we looked at the, there's this, this little post that they have for the years past and it shows like how many burgers they sold and then, and then like how many milkshakes they sold. And like, I think it was the, what, 2013, it was like 5,230, something like that. And it was kind of close to for the years before that. And in 2014, it was about that, the year that we went. And then the year after we went, it was like 6,200. It was like a yeah. thousand people jump or something yeah and then it was like 6500 the next year or something so you're like whoa that bumped up like so much there's a 20 percent increase in traffic through the alvord area just since the time that we started coming here yeah and it was weird you didn't see that jump in the in the period before no no it was yeah. really consistently like about that same number yeah yeah it was in like the four thousands or something like that so hamburger sales that's my metric to uh <laughs> to figure out <laughs> the traffic through the alvord area but it was interesting it was really interesting. Yeah. It was cool. I was kind of surprised. Now I'm thinking about it. I want a milkshake and I want a cheeseburger. I want this. Hmm. Sounds good. Hmm. Might have to rick something out. Might after have to some out, Marina. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think we might have to wrap this podcast up. <laughs> <laughs> but in a few, I think we'll do that. But but really, though. Really, though, Marina. Need some milkshakes. Can we get a milkshake? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. <Yeah. laughs> it was fun though, going out there to fields. And, yeah. Yeah. Seeing that, but seeing kind of the, the influence of how much, how many people are out there in the Alvor now. Yeah. It seemed like there were way more campers out there. Oh my the gosh. Playa, just kind of doing different projects and different kind of things. Lots of photo projects out yeah, there. Yeah. That was so interesting to see. I was surprised to see that. Yeah. A couple of models with little the people assisting with little bounce cards and stuff, trying to throw some light onto them. I mean, little like breezy. 
pieces of fabric. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was cool seeing like a few other people set up out there for photo shoots. Yeah. Yeah, and a bunch of campers kind of put out, you know, on the on the farther perimeter. It seemed like there's a, a lot of people that were kind of kind of posted up out there. And it didn't seem like there was any particularly big event or something going on. It just no, like I think that it's just a busy more, more well traveled, yeah. So it was our Instagram posts. We right? gotta say yeah. It was us. It's gotta be us. I'm telling you. <laughs> it must you. have been. The I'm telling you. <laughs> it was us. Yeah, it was fun. It was so cool going out there the first time. Shoot. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a blast. But uh, it was kind of fun spotting that stuff. And going out there a second time was really cool. We we spent a couple of days out there uh, in the truck in a tent. But yeah, windier, colder. So much windier. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Our tent yeah. filled up with sand during the day. There was no yeah. way to avoid it. Yeah, we it just, just had to let it happen. Out. A little Playa stuff. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it just comes in up on the sleeping bags and stuff, just kind of <laughs> blown about. Yeah, it's a really weird thing how it comes together. That must be what Burning Man is closer to. The I've first heard. time we were in the Alvord, it was not as windy. Well, we were yeah, we were dusty yeah. definitely, but our stuff was much easier for me to clean the yeah. year, bef- the year before. I remember that. Yeah, it was it was definitely easier. Way difficult this time. <laughs> It was frustrating, but it was really fun. cool. Though it was cool seeing a different kind of weather system kind of moving through there, or having it be more stormy. I did like that. Yeah, heavier cloud. Was yeah, cool. I missed out on having a couple good sunsets. I missed that. I was disappointed with a couple of the nights because there wasn't a sunset. It was sort of strange, almost. The it sun just sort of disappeared behind a cloud, which was behind the mountain. Yeah, yeah. It, it just, didn't. It just went to just gray. Went to gray black. right away. Yeah, but there was, wasn't any color in the sky. It was really strange. I was thinking that, yeah, it was partly cloudy. I, was, I thought it was broken up enough that we'd, we'd get a couple of good sunsets or, you know, some, some good textures as it was fading off. But, yeah, we really missed most of it. And, uh, yeah, it just definitely dropped to gray and blue pretty fast. And, yeah, it wasn't really quite what I was looking for. But some of the textures on that last day, they were kind of interesting. This seemed a little bit more stormy. And it was cool on that drive out. I think I had a couple of those uh, posts uh, this last week on that day that we drove out on highway 78 to go to crane and then up into burns and i think we pulled over a couple times and i took a couple photos but those are some others that i put up on instagram here pretty recently i've been trying to do a bunch on instagram i've been trying to do a bunch of like uh reaching out and, and uh, direct messaging stuff i've been trying to do like a little bit more networking stuff overall too which has been working a bit and i've been trying to work on my story too like the instagram story um and i think you've been noticing a little bit like i, I try yeah. to like, uh, put up each of the posts that I would put up in the day, I try and uh, like copy those in Instagram and then and then post them over into the story also. And then I've also been messing around with uh, adding like your location to your story and oh. a hashtag to it, which is something you can pull up from the filters if you swipe up on the on the thing when you're making it. And you can add a couple of those things, but that like puts it into the location, it tags it there. And I think if you do a search for stories, like there's one that was put in like Eugene. And there's like a bunch of people that, that hit it throughout the day oh, just wow. because it was tagged with a location. So I'm going to try and do that more with that, some of the location stuff and use that a little bit more interestingly to try and get people to see some of those posts. That's really cool. I didn't know that was a feature. I have I need to get into the Instagram story stuff. There's a lot you I'm can do that. Yeah, I don't really understand it well enough either, but there is a good bit of traction, similar to like how Snapchat, you know, you just kind of like keep watching the video. It keeps moving sure. through the thing and it's really visual. Um, so I like a lot of that stuff and you really get in to see what people are doing um, in sort of a, a really light way, like what Snapchat's used for now and really what Snapchat was, or pardon, what Instagram was like years ago, back in 2010, 2011, when I first got on, um, 
it was it was really uh, like a lightweight thing where you just take take a picture of anything was sort of what right. it was for. Yeah. You take take a picture of your food, take a picture of a drink, take a picture of just some silly place that you're at sort of a thing. But it wasn't really a, any kind of highfalutin level of professionalism or edited posts that would go up. Um, it was just, you know, a square only, right? Yeah. And it was only the really rough filters that you could apply <laughs> from your cell phone photos. Uh, so yeah, I remember I remember those days at Instagram too, and it's weird to kind of see how it's progressed a little bit. But similarly, like the stories are a really lightweight way of just kind of showing anything that you're doing or kind of expressing like the the moments of your life. And like Snapchat, everybody's kind of familiar, I guess, with the the language of Snapchat nowadays. But it's cool. There's a lot of distribution on the Instagram stories. Like there's a, there's a good bit of people that it shows do see a lot of the uh, the content that you put up there. So that's been kind of fun to be messing around with. And yeah, I'm trying to like take those little like snapshots. Yeah. Little, like screenshots on my phone of the Instagram app showing like the, the photo that I'm featuring on that, that day. And then, you know, I throw that in there and I put the, um, the location and a hashtag or something with it. And that's been a cool way to kind of test some stuff out. And, uh, yeah, I've been trying to mess around with that, but trying to keep that full. I think they, that I've kind of heard from marketing stuff that like you want to try and put in about six a day, which seems like oh, a lot. Sure. Yeah. It's like a lot of stuff, but yeah, like every couple hours you're trying to get like some one or two second thing up. And that's why I try and like kind of punch it up with a few of the, the photo posts as screenshots uh, so that those are like remarketed. And if I do like a podcast or something like that, I try and put up some kind of notifier in there of it. And then like a couple little posts of the photos I'm working on that day or the camera I'm using or something like that. Ooh, we should do something of uh, podcasting here. Be a little uh, podcasters yeah, and stuff. yeah, it would be cool. But yeah, Rita, thanks so much for doing like a bunch more podcasting stuff. I'm so happy to be doing it. You're talking about yeah, I really like being a little in project. It's more audio stuff. I think it's really cool. Audio is going to explode in the next yeah. like year or two. Yeah, you are. It's really totally right about it. It's totally going to be like the thing of the future. <laughs> Old radio is going to be <laughs> the new future. So I think it's like really the thing that's going to be like taken off, and it's what I've been thinking about for years. Or you know, the like audio <clears throat> podcasting stuff was the coolest. Yeah, you've really been on top of it. A little bit. I need to be doing more stuff with it. You know, radio is a weird thing. Like radio and like uh, and like college radio stuff's really weird. Getting into podcasting is sort of a strange thing at the beginning, but just like getting in and doing it, you know, it feels like a strange thing. I don't know if it's felt like that for you a little bit. It is uh, really difficult to adjust to. You're yeah. a really good speaker oh, to thanks, begin with, I'd say, and I'm not. Oh, so. You're doing very, very well. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you doing the thanks podcast for... with me doing it with me for a few years now i should be a little bit better <laughs> you're doing a lot better and, and i remember like a couple of my first ones i was like well i don't know i'm doing it's it so hard. Ah, <laughs> it's like a muscle that you build i've heard other people mm -hmm. talk about it that way but speaking in a mic you got to do it for like a hundred hours and then it's like you're still bad but mm -hmm. you you can kind of do it a little it's a weird thing yeah i don't know but that's why i want to try to i'm still under 100 <laughs> hours right so i'm doing all those little short podcasts yeah i think it's gonna be great i think it's gonna be cool yeah. doing a show every night no it'll be a, it'll be great practice for us and in 24 months if we kind of keep doing podcast stuff like we want to yeah yeah that's really gonna develop it as something that i hope that we're proud of yeah that's really so. fun. but yeah i think it, we started doing this billion and photo one like in 2015 that's when I first yeah. started setting up some microphones and like this laptop as an audio podcasting thing. So it's cool to have it go through a couple different iterations and sort of develop a bit and get to use the studio more and get to develop it more. But I think it's going to be cool putting up more stuff and using like this on our website, on iTunes and on YouTube, on Facebook. Everywhere. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Thanks for being my producer. 
Yeah, thanks for <laughs> training me to be a podcast producer. I'm so excited. Ooh, yeah. I want to get into uh, some sound clips with you later. Oh, yeah. Let's cut in some sound. Some stuff. That'd be a cool idea. We should goof around with that this week. We should try and find some cool sound stuff and try and settle on some stuff. Yeah. We need Next to pick, week, this week. I don't know. Pick some sounds for our shows. Ooh, yeah. We got to get fresh sounds. I want to do more. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I want to do just a little bit, but I want to do just a little production. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm so excited about it. Yeah. I really, I mean, maybe it's really bad. I like that part. It's oh, yeah. No, I do too. I love it. Yeah. Together. I like it. All the other podcasts that we hear with, you know, produ- production elements that come in that, you know, that makes it. It's great. I'll, I dig it. So uh, it'll be fun for us to kind of do some of the same stuff with it. Um, but I think uh, along with all the content that I've been putting up, like on Instagram, like the content that I'm putting up, we've been just now starting to mess around with boosting posts and with working with Facebook and the Facebook page system and the advertising system. And I, I think I've been learning a lot from that just in the last two weeks or so. Yeah. I think it's so cool and valuable that you've been getting into that. Oh, yeah. I think it's definitely super valuable. And, and it seems like it's really effective. It's really effective. I like about it. It's yeah. Cool. For the day and day, for the age that it is right now, for the attention that Facebook has, like for the population that Facebook has using it constantly. Twitter, Twitter is not the deal. Mm-mm. Facebook is. Facebook is great. Every grandma, every dad, everybody hits Facebook one time a day or a couple of times a day. Really, the data shows a lot of times a day. <laughs> and so there's just so many opportunities for an impression of your ad to be seen or for your content to get promoted to the right audience. And there's so many abilities for you to target people with the data that Facebook has. So you can really get down and find audiences that you couldn't have before. Even just friends of friends sort of a thing. That's a right. great audience for me to start with. But just being able to like uh, put your put your stuff in there and get your content promoted to your entire audience. That's a new thing. Or not a well, it's a new thing for me, I suppose. But it's an, because Facebook once allowed you to promote that much content to your entire social feed, you used to get that much a lot of engagement. But now, because of the algorithm, it kind of tailors unpaid content back a lot, right? Uh, in the feed, if it's not being shared a ton, or if it's not super interesting. And then now to get it, to get it higher ranked in the feed, then, you know, you pay this $5 amount and you get, you know, a value of that for your impressions that you, you buy. And it's cool. It's a good ad- advertising system for boosted posts. And, uh, there's, there's other stuff that I'm not really sure about that. I want to try and talk to more people about to put some of those pieces together, but I'm trying to understand some of the ideas around working like, a an advertising campaign. So there's boosting posts, which is just the content that you would, you would post regularly into your feed. I'm trying to do that with like like portfolio level photographs that we have or or just other other fun photo content that we can put up like uh the most successful one so far was one of the first ones I did of a uh, of a cabin in the woods up in the Wallala mountains beautiful spot beautiful little cabin area up next to a really cool uh kind of alpine looking mountain and uh, so I get why it was kind of a, an attractive photo to be advertised, but it was interesting, yeah, like how effective it was. It was cool to kind of see how much of an audience it could get to if uh, if it was promoted a little bit. And it's interesting, too, if you put a good bit of money behind even a single post, it really delivers it to a, a, a really large audience. And if that audience, like, appreciates what you're doing, like, you do get a drawback of people interacting with the content or people liking your page. And all of that kind of eventually turns into the value of a larger brand or a larger network. And there is like a lot of value in that, that I think we could build maybe over the next 24, 36 months. Yeah. While well, it's, it's still good. It's still yeah. going to be a good deal. You know, like Google AdWords now, it's not really mm. as good as it was back in like 2000. 
in 2000, we should, we should do Google AdWords. But in like 2017, we should try to do a bunch in these Facebook advertisements, Facebook boosted posts. I'm really excited for it. I think it's a good way that we could build a cool part of our content media photo business. Yeah, I love it. I think it's so cool being able to, because this yeah. is something we talk about being the challenge of that, of being able to actually find and connect oh, yeah. with an audience. Yeah. And it's really cool being able to actually reach more people who would want to see our stuff. Yeah. There's, there's some math to do on it, but like paying for distribution is, is really worth it. Like, absolutely. It is cheaper if you think about it for time. Mm-hmm. Like, say it would take 10 years to build an audience. That would be an equivalent size that you could make some money on. But, like, you would make a lot more money if you made that audience in two years yeah, and then worked that audience for eight years. Does right. that make sense? It's like some yeah. kind of, like, compound math of how big something is. I don't really understand it, but it, maybe that's a salesman talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems, like, uh, it seems like the benefit of it would be now and, like, working faster now. And I'm really excited for it. I think it's cool. I've been trying out, like, a couple different ads and different promoted pieces and stuff and uh, it's kind of interesting figuring out like what works better where to target stuff and uh, i got to figure out more stuff about that but it's definitely something just to research i wish i knew more about it intuitive or you know just like from the start but there's there's definitely some stuff that we should try i wish i could afford it is really the thing i want to try <laughs> and put you know like fifty dollars a hundred dollars behind like each of these more impressive posts or more of the, the things that seem to like catch on better with people sure yeah, and I want to try and like put like a bunch behind it and then try and like get a better market demographic selected so that new people get to see some of this work or see some of these photographs and then, uh, you know, like come on or, you know, join or communicate. And then I also want to do some stuff like when we transition into selling more photo packages to like uh, generating leads with Facebook advertisements or generating uh, like contacts. There's, there's an option to like have people like schedule a meeting with you. Oh. So, you know, all sorts of things of, uh, of calls to actions that you can, you can use in, the, in some of these advertisement systems. So there's a lot of things that, that you could pay for that you could probably really generate some business with, which is a cool thing. Yeah. I yeah. think it's really interesting to be getting into more. Yeah. I, it's interesting to get into it for sure. And it's fun, like as a photographer and as people trying to do media stuff, just the, the different kind of opportunities, just kind of some of the things you're learning about. It's fun. Yeah. I think it's really cool. It's weird so you, paying uh, Facebook. Uh. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool. I think you know, like getting advertised like it's real. Yeah, so. yeah, no, because it is. It is real. I love yeah. that it works. Yeah, we got to buy some marketing stuff, and uh, it's been coming together. I think it's been really cool. It is cool. So you you've been doing the Facebook ads, and you've also checked out the Instagram ads bit too. I've been trying more Instagram ads, and it's interesting with the Instagram ads. Like I, I ran the promotions. It's interesting how it's set up because Facebook owns Instagram. Right. And so someone that's connected, I've been trying to do a bunch from the phone. The phone's been great. And uh, just trying to like develop more, more systems for that and how it would work. But you can do promotions just from Instagram, which works pretty well. If you'd like to do that, I think they start at $3 and it's probably like a $5 CPM. I think it's a cost per thousand, which is pretty similar to how it is on Facebook. Um, but what I've been doing is using like the Facebook pages app and the, the Facebook ads app that you can get for your iPhone. Yeah. And I've been trying to like manage the advertisements from those two apps um, for both Facebook and Instagram. There's a, there's an option where you can uh, like simultaneously run this ad on Instagram that you have just from, just from your Facebook uh, sure. ads program. Yeah. And so when you're creating an ad for your Facebook page, you can click, just slide this lever over. It says, simultaneously run this ad on Instagram. And I think it, you know, kind of picks the, the market and, you know, sends it out. 
Yeah. And it seems like it's a pretty effective way to do it. If Instagram's information about the demographics of the person are correct, what I've noticed sometimes is that you put some money into it and it doesn't really seem quite as effective on Instagram, given the amount of attention that's on Instagram. So there's probably some tricks around advertising on Instagram. Uh, I think it maybe is like a little bit more, I don't know. I just don't really have the, the keys to it, but it seems like just because they were separate social networks, uh, it seems like Instagram maybe doesn't know as much about a person, like how old um, they are or mm-hmm. like, should they see the ad that I'm promoting to them? Yeah. It seems like it gets it a little, a little wishy-washy sometimes. Facebook is Facebook really tight. Have and, all of the information. And what that means is that your cost per impression is lower. So it's more effective for mm-hmm. your money, I think. Is, is I think a little bit of what I've been understanding, but I'm not really sure. I'm just kind of experimenting. I've done, you know, I've done it twice. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out some stuff around it, but it's been really cool kind of uh, getting closer to. Thanks a lot for checking out this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. I hope you guys check out some stuff on BillyNewmanPhoto.com. A few new things up there, some stuff on the homepage, some good links to other other outbound sources, some, some links to books, some links to some podcasts, links to some blog posts. All pretty cool. But yeah, check it out at BillyNewmanAphoto.com. Thanks a lot for listening to this episode of the podcast. Talk to you next time.